the light trees and news, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by, oh, what a treat, Eric. I'm back. You're back. That's me. How's it going? Uh, it's going really well. It's going too well. Oh, okay. You ever, have you ever, like, had multiple good things happen to you, and no. your first thought is, this is clearly a prank? Okay, I'm to answer the first part of your question, no. <laughs> But to answer the second part of your question, I think I, too, would be suspicious. I'd be like, when is the hammer going to fall? I assume I'm in some sort of modern John Hughes movie, and at any moment, like a pack of the most terrifying people on Earth, teenagers, are going to pop out and just laugh at me okay, in public. here's where I'm at. I thought you were going to say a pack of wolves. Okay, no. Which also, yes, if if enough good things happen, eventually I'm going to start to look around for wolves. yeah. More terrifying to me than wolves, teenagers. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> so, what are the good things that have been happening? I just can got a new say? job. Uh huh. Can I you say what your job is? I think so. I don't see why. I got a job working for the Citizen app. Okay. For people that don't know the Citizen app, uh-huh. explain it quickly, and then I'm going to explain my last interaction with the Citizen <laughs> okay. app. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Citizen app is basically uh, it's a free app uh, that you uh, download, and then you get, it, it basically aggregates, uh, emergency response data onto an interactive map. So, you know, like what, what things, crimes, fires, you know, any sort of emergency. But there's a range of crimes. So there's very serious crimes it reports. And then sometimes there's like a man is shouting. Yeah. Basically anything that gets reported to the police. Yes. So if I was to put it ungenerously, I would say it's an app that makes people very paranoid about the cities they live in. Some people say that. Yeah. Yeah. I say that. I, I had don't to, feel that way. I had to uninstall it because it was making <laughs> me like I was losing my mind. Uh huh. Yeah. I've, I've, several people have told me that. I like the knowledge. Mm, I don't. Because I don't need it. Because we live in a city with millions of people. So mm-hmm. there is going to be a certain percentage of crime happening sure. every day. Sure. 99% of it will not impact me at all. Right. So I sh- I don't need to know about sure. it. Although there, there have been a couple times I've been walking with someone who has the app, and they were like, let's not go down Broadway. Somebody's holding up a bank. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. We should steer clear of that. Yes. Yeah, that happened to me. I was walking dogs the other day, and I got an alert that was like, oh, there's a suspicious package around the corner. And I was like, well, I'm going to go the opposite direction. Sure, <laughs> sure. That's handy knowledge. So my last interaction with the Citizen app was I was at Improv Practice, nerd, and <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sorry. Sketch rehearsal. Oh, wow. Nerd. Even worse. <laughs> and suddenly uh, we were at, uh, where were we? Ripley's. And uh-huh. suddenly we saw a bunch of flashing lights outside. And we were like, what's happening? And one of my uh, teammates had the app on his phone. And he said, oh, someone just got stabbed <laughs> across the street. So I tweeted that. And one of our friends, uh, Sham, was like, oh, is that why they didn't let me bike down that block? (laughs) And I was like, yes, Yes, and you um, should steer clear. Yes, yes. So sometimes handy information. Yeah, absolutely handy. So, okay, you have a job with Citizen. Yeah, so uh, a nice, well-paying job in the the tech industry. So I got got that. Great. Um, I had some issues with, uh, you know, not to get, I don't don't need to get into too many details, but I, I, I had some issues with some medical debt. Yep. And I recently got that resolved nice. through uh, talking to my family and uh, getting some things worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was very happy about that. Good. It was very stressful and I got it, it got it handled. I yes. got it figured out. Debt is not fun. Yes. It sucks. Uh, so, yeah, it was just that. It's just like all of it, like within the span of like two days, like several weights were lifted off of me. And I was like, and I like don't stuff that has been on like. A yeah. weight on your shoulders for a while. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the job thing was not, like, anything pressing. Like, I currently work two jobs, but not – like, I'm not 
stressed out but then like this job just sort of fell into my lap it's like, nice to just work one job. <laughs> it is and it's a very like well-paying job so i'm like oh this is the first time i've had like a like a big boy job yeah you know yeah uh so and it was it was funny because i i mean the only reason i like one day i was like sitting uh and faith just like walked in and was like oh hey i saw this ad on craigslist for this job that pays a lot of money Mm-hmm. And then I just like randomly, like, because I randomly just applied it's to jobs. It's wild that they were advertising on Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they ran, like, I randomly just applied to jobs from time to time just to, you know, see if something pops up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just went from like, like, just a random ad on Craigslist into like a week later getting off of the job, which was pretty crazy. And you said like the interview process <laughs> was <laughs> intense. It was four hours Four long. hours is wild. It was four hours long, yeah. Especially if you don't get the job. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I just sat here for four hours to not get work? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wild. It was, uh, but yeah, it was a fun process and, and uh, it's just cool to get the job. Um, you know, a little validating, uh-huh. uh, which was nice. Uh, so yeah, just like like within the span of like a week, like multiple good things happened, and then I was like, things are going too well. Sure, I'm. I feel like I'm supposed to live in a constant state of stress. Would it help <laughs> absolve your anxiety if I just hit you right now? Yes, because then the bad thing will be done. Or threaten me so that I'm constantly in fear. Okay, one yes, second. Let I, me get in character. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm gonna kill you. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get you. Thank you. Okay, do you feel better? I need a mission. Like, I need to be constantly running from something. Sure. It's me. Yes. It's me. And this is great, because I see you regularly, so I'll never know when it's coming. Exactly. So now you don't don't stress. You know what the bad thing's going to be. It's going to be me attacking you Uh at some point. You won't know when it's coming. But I know that it's coming. Yes. Yes. No doubt. I need need that threat uh, in my life. Sure. And actually, if that would make anybody out there feel better, I will get you. Yeah. I am coming for you. Uh, I'll get you when you least expect it. Maybe I'm in the bushes right now. Maybe I'm under your car, gripping the underside while you're driving. Do you know? Do Are you, know? you sure? You have no idea. Did you check before you left? I guarantee you, you, you didn't. didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Because you didn't see me under there. <laughs> so we know that. Uh-huh. Uh, let's do recommendations. All right. If you're new to the show and you're like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> Usually we just chit-chat up top. We give our reading, viewing, listening recommendations. Then the second part of the show, we we talk about bad news. But don't worry. We end the show with your good news. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I just wrote Daniel Johnston because I was so (laughs) sad. I was so sad. Oh, yeah. That was a big bummer. Oh, Oh, just what a little angel we had for a number of years who we didn't deserve. And I was... Just sitting in Champions, again, waiting for improv rehearsal, mm-hmm. nerd, uh, listening to his albums. And I was like, man, he was just so pure. He was. If you if you never listen to his music, go listen right now. Treat yourself. Now, uh, I know ahead. what you're going to say. What? The listeners out there. You're going to say, I watched a documentary called The Devil and Daniel Johnston and wasn't Daniel Johnston stalking a woman. Oh. Okay, <laughs> look. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. yes. Yes. Get over it. No, no don't get <laughs> no, over it. No, no, it wasn't good. It. it was bad. It was bad. He uh, also um, was on the spectrum, and oh, in a lot of ways, he had a lot, a, of, lot, he had a lot going on. He yeah. was a paranoid schizophrenic. Yes, I believe yeah. So, so a lot of mental illness going on. Uh, he maybe purposely not crashed a plane that his father and him uh-huh. were flying. Uh, maybe not fully aware of his actions mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah, not to excuse any of the actions. No. obviously. Um, but if you are a fan of good hear music go listen to hi how are you or welcome to my world or yeah fun. his music was yeah it was uh, that was 
that was a big one to lose, I think. Yes, and he he actually he influenced so many artists. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a fan of Kurt Cobain, yeah, um, you're a fan of Daniel Johnston. You just didn't know it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he had a big impact on a lot of people in the like '90s alt rock movement or, or whatever you want to call it. A lot of people first became aware of him because. Kurt Cobain wore a shirt yeah. with the art from Hi, How Are You? Right. The little alien on it. And also mm-hmm. that is just everywhere in Austin. Mm-hmm. It's in murals, on t-shirts, yeah. and oftentimes it's not uh, credited to Daniel Johnston. <laughs> right. It's just become part of like the cultural yeah. mythos. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just some of the, the purest most uncorporate music <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll ever hear and you really don't get to hear stuff like that anymore in that fashion like i feel like you can hear it like like lil nas x is a good example Mm -hmm. of the daniel johnston spirit so it still exists out there and i don't want to be that old person who's like back in my day we made pure (laughs) music that's how i talk Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i that's i just wrote his name because i wanted to talk about him and also that's my listening rack to you guys okay also guys i saw hustlers Uh. oh boy what a treat this film is I am officially signing the an Oscar for J-Lo petition. Oh, okay. I truly think at the bare minimum she should be nominated and she should probably win. Yeah. She is excellent. And everybody, of course, is talking about how incredible she looks. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, let's hit pause on <laughs> praise for J-Lo for a second. Please. I'm going to talk about this Stop. a little bit. Uh, indisputably, she looks amazing. Uh-huh. She's 50 years old. Uh-huh. She looks 20. Yeah. But I see some people who are like, hashtag gym goals, hashtag goals when they see J-Lo. And I get it. But at the same time, hashtag I want to uh, say... millionaire goals, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, she has a team whose full-time jobs are to keep her looking that way. Full-time jobs that are probably making more money than you are. Yes. <laughs> like, she, it's its own economy is yes. keeping J-Lo looking like J-Lo. Yeah. And I'm sure she would admit to that that like of course she doesn't do it on her own she has like nutritionists personal chefs like a whole gym crew um groomers stylists all of that stuff to keep her looking that way which that's what you get to do when you're rich yeah she's a multimillionaire, uh who is still married to another multimillionaire. i have no idea i I think they're still married (laughs) but anyway so i just wanted to say that because i was like go easy on yourselves guys like if you're working a full-time job and you're like i only get to the gym once a week like you're not gonna look like j-lo and that's okay that's like the thing with like uh dudes that are obsessed with having abs it's which is like a genetic thing like you either can have abs or you can't first of all yeah and also even if you can it's like you have to basically live in the gym to get that did you ever see the interview with the guy who plays mac and it's always sunny. Yeah, uh, I read clips from it. I don't think I ever saw it. <laughs> so this last season, uh, Mac just gets absolutely shredded. Yeah. Like he is as buff as you can get. <laughs> and so the actor, and I'm sorry I'm spacing on his name. Rob McElhinney? Sure. And don't tweet us if we're wrong. <laughs> so he's talking about the process of looking like that. And he, they were basically like, what was it like? And he was like, oh, it was hell. Yeah. It was absolute hell. I like hated every day I was alive. Uh-huh. I was starving <laughs> constantly because you can't eat anything. Yeah, you're on a strict meal plan. You need to have like 0% body fat in order to see the abs. And you just work out constantly. And then once you get the abs, you have to keep working out constantly. So to that's the thing. I, like, I used to do CrossFit and I got in insane shape. Uh, and then I stopped doing it for a month and it was like gone. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh man, I have to keep doing it. <laughs> I can't just keep it's it. It's not like a game that you just win. <laughs> like, yeah. I did I it. won hotness. I won it. <laughs> uh, no, you have to keep doing it, which sucks, especially if you get busy or slash poor uh-huh. and can't afford to do it anymore. God, what a scam. Uh, hotness <laughs> is a scam. Hotness <laughs> is a huge scam. And I'm saying it on Light Trees and News. Uh, 
Okay, so back to Hustlers. Uh-huh. I mean, now that I've had that yes. little caveat, she is fucking amazing in it. Mm-hmm. Everybody has been talking about how bananas she looks, and she does look amazing, and yeah. her dancing is incredible. Sweet. Her opening, it's one of the most iconic entrances ever in a film. Yeah. I would put it up there with, like, Captain Jack Sparrow, like, the first oh, time wow. you see him. It's yeah, like, yeah. She, her dance is so crazy. And then there's just this amazing scene with her and Constance Wu on the roof that I want to just be my 2020 vision board. <laughs> the first time you see JLo on a roof and she's wearing like her costume from stripping and a giant fur jacket. <laughs> and she's like reclined smoking a cigarette and she cannot look more glamorous. Uh-huh. Like I just want that still in my mind for yeah. when I like meditate because yeah. it's so amazing. <laughs> um, Constance Wu, some people have been shitting on her performance. I think she's really good in it. I just think that she got the much less meteor role. Right. J-Lo just chews the fucking scenery in every scene she's in in a really good way that I was just left being really impressed because I've seen uh, a bunch of her work over the years, Mm -hmm. and I think she's gotten really, really good as an actress. Yeah. I mean, she was in notoriously one of the worst movies of all time. Which apparently Ebert rewatched and was like, this is not as bad as we all said. I never watched it. I saw clips from it, and I was like, it doesn't seem like it's that bad. Geely, right? I think it was just trendy at the time to like shit all over it. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, it was probably not good, but it's yeah. like, I don't know. I, I there are lots of bad movies. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, you. Yeah, like, I think you know what it was too. I think people just hated J Lo and Ben Affleck. Yeah, like hated them together. They were one of the first of like my recollection, like my lifetime, like super the fir- couple, like big power couples. Yeah, like yeah. Two already famous people dating and yeah. becoming like a seeing power like couple. planets collide. Yeah, yeah exactly. So oh, she's so good in it. Like she really, really. At first, when I heard Oscar buzz, mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes people get a little excited uh-huh. when like um, a different sort of film like that comes out or a different kind of performance. But she is wonderful. Nice. I'm going to be upset if she doesn't get a nomination. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'd be interested to see too, like what happens with. Like Walking Phoenix and the Joker. Oh, he's definitely going to get a nomination. Yeah. Because also, I feel like the Academy, like, he's the kind of actor the Academy likes. Yes. Yeah, he definitely uh, fits that bill. He definitely, like, the, they love the, the method, like, kind of crazy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody who's willing to go there uh-huh. for his art. Yeah. So I also wanted to shout out, if I can find her name. She's also an actress. The person oh uh lorraine scafaria mm-hmm. she's the is. director you would recognize her she's an actress oh, okay um this her she directed the movie yes oh cool and it's i i really have to credit her the way it's directed is very smart it's very stylized mm-hmm. there's a couple scenes that could have been very male gazy in the hands right. of a male director that she because she's a female director right. shoots in a way that is very tasteful yeah i think that was like a part of the big like attraction for the movie besides yes. not but besides like the the huge like the superstar cast it yeah. was just like oh yeah it's a movie that like not that this movie has been made before, but like plenty of movies have been made about stripping or whatever, but it's always from the male point of view exactly. and stuff like that. And so like, I think that was a, a big selling point for the movie. Yeah, and I, I, it's really smart, the, the supporting actors they used in yeah, it. Yeah. Um, very of the moment. Cardi B's in it, and she's hilarious. Yeah. Lizzo's very quickly in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And there's 
an amazing cameo that I won't spoil for everyone. I've that's heard. I don't know what it is, but I ever, I've heard multiple people so talk first about of all, an amazing cameo. You should go see the film. But yes, if you're not going to go see, see the film, I'll tell you what the cameo is. No, I want to see it. Go see it. Yeah. And then we can talk about it. <laughs> if you've already seen it and you want to talk about it, uh, tweet me <laughs> at Allison Kilkenny. It is amazing. <laughs> I saw it with a really good audience, but I wish I had seen it with a slightly rowdier audience. Right. Because I think that moment people just lost their minds. <laughs> I've heard about other showings that were wild yeah um i'm hoping it's uh what was that movie recently that keanu reeves came out at the end oh the uh, uh b- 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 always be my maybe yes i was kind of hoping it was just him again i hope he keeps popping up in random movies yeah. it's just random cameos just which by the way always be my maybe great film yeah. i know i recommended it <laughs> on the show but i think ali wong should be a superstar i think she's already a star yes, but she should be good. even more famous because mm-hmm. she's very talented yeah um so, uh, go see Hustlers. Also, I have been watching The Great British Baking Show, mm-hmm. which they're releasing in a slightly different way than they used to, which is they would just wait a long time and put all of the episodes up on Netflix. Okay. And then Prue, one of the judges mm. on the show, uh, spoiled last season. <laughs> Didn't wait quite long enough. <laughs> and... I don't think she's on Twitter, but I think maybe she said in an interview. Actually, I don't remember how she leaked the information, (laughs) but she spoiled the show for everyone and Uh everyone was very upset. So now they're releasing the show week by week on Fridays. Interesting. Which is, it's a very weird experience to watch Netflix like a television show. I was going to say, yeah, so Netflix is just TV now. It's TV now, (laughs) which it feels like a turning point for Netflix (laughs) where I'm like, oh, wow, this is just my TV. Uh Uh-huh. And... It's fine. It's a little frustrating because I'm so used to binge watching the show. Right, right. Um, guys, also, I have to say, my parents are here. Oh, we have an audience. <laughs> we have an audience. <laughs> say hi. Hello. Hello. Yay, that's my parents. We're going to brunch. Are you jealous? Ooh, you should be. I'm jealous and I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, you don't watch The Great British Baking Show, right? You're like a Gordon Ramsay guy. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I, it doesn't. You don't like it? It doesn't. <gasps> I don't like the. Sacrilegious. Yeah. You. Oh, my parents love it. Are you going against my parents right now? Aaron? I need. I need. That's weird. That's I need awkward. to see people being screamed at. I think. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. You need the whiplash yes, element. Yes, you yeah, need a, exactly. a mean white uh-huh. cis man yes. yelling at everybody. I need it, yeah. That's so strange. <laughs> That's so strange that you need that. No, the reason everybody loves the Great British Baking Show, as you know, uh-huh. I'm sure, is that everyone's very nice and supportive. Yeah, it's like watching golf. <laughs> it feels well, like watching. My dad golf. also loves watching yeah. golf. Yeah. <laughs> Every time so I've seen sense. the Great British Baking Show, it's like. It never reaches like above a certain decibel level. It's just like very no. calm, very quiet. The other bakers will like help each other, mm-hmm. which I like yes. a lot. That sometimes happens on Project Runway too. Mm-hmm. They'll stop what they're doing to help each other. Right, I'm like, right. I love this. <laughs> this is so nice. We're all being so nice and yeah. supportive. Um, also, because I have to watch the Great British Baking Show week by week now, mm-hmm. I started watching Our Planet. Oh yes, which I had heard about a bunch about from other people mm-hmm. that it's beautiful yeah that um you know david attenborough just uh, a gift cultural icon mm-hmm. yeah th- he's wonderful narrating it i'm gonna say this though it is very <laughs> traumatic <laughs> watching it because it like the pacing's really smart in that they will show you the most traumatic thing you will ever see in your life mm-hmm. which is like a baby seal 
abandoned on the ice <laughs> by its mother who can't build its normal ice cave uh-huh. for the pup yep. because of climate change. Mm-hmm. So now she just has to leave her pup exposed on the ice. Yep. And a polar bear comes and eats <laughs> it, uh-huh. and the mother has to watch. Yes. So they'll show you something like that, and then they're like, look at this funny frog we just <laughs> found in the jungle. Nobody's yeah. ever seen this funny frog before. And you're yeah, like, that yeah. is a funny frog. <laughs> and it like pulls you out of the deepest depression you've ever <laughs> felt in your life. Yeah, nature's wild. <sighs> well, not only is nature wild and nature's just cruel inherently, we've destroyed the planet. Right. So, and that's what our planet, the mm-hmm. most recent season is about. It's like, hey, because of climate change, all of these species are now endangered. Mm-hmm. So let's get real for a second and right. talk about that and how we have just like, like the footage of polar bears swimming to find ice uh-huh. is one of the saddest things yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. Uh, so they'll show stuff like that. Right. And then they'll show like, look at these gazelles. And like, again, it's like, oh, kind of a happy moment, I guess, after that, after, you know, seeing how we're destroying the world. Yeah. I'm glad like. Because uh, there were like several, what was that uh, original show called, like Planet Earth or yes. something like that? Mm-hmm. So there's like the Planet Earth series, and it was really cool. And ever, I remember it being interesting that it was like, I felt like everyone was like watched that. Like I, like people that I, the people that I know that like don't care about yeah. nature or anything, like still watch it because it's beautifully shot. It's amazing. It's one of those shows that you can watch with your kids. Like yeah. everybody can watch. But it. I'm glad that like, but it was sort of like just more like. A straight like documentary of like, hey, here's all this all this cool stuff on Earth. These and places then, you'll never like yeah. visit, you would never see ordinarily. And I'm glad they're like using that frame to now like sort of be more uh, uh, have a bigger message about it. Socially as responsible. Being, yeah, like yeah. As, as opposed to just being like, here's all this cool stuff. Like you know, being like, hey, like we're we're causing these problems, and here's all these issues. Yeah, and, and also like I can imagine it would be really good for kids to see, right? To yeah, understand yeah. what's happening. We're going to talk about, obviously, the global climate action Mm -hmm. in the good news section. Yes. Because, wow, a lot of people came out. Yeah. And a lot of young people, which is great. Do you have any listening, reading, viewing recs? Um, I've been watching a lot of Criminal Minds. What is (laughs) happening? You watch a lot more basic cable than I thought you would. Uh, Well, I started watching Criminal Minds because I'm a big fan of procedurals. Sure, like Law and Order. I'd watched, I've basically seen all of Law and Order SVU. Mm -hmm. Because it's just on all the time. Yes. Yeah. And it's on Hulu, so you have access to it. And then I I needed a new show to watch to like Mm. pass the time. Are you going to get Peacock? I don't even know what what is Peacock. It's NBC's new streaming service. They've they've repurchased all of Friends. No. And Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld is. Yeah. Having access to Seinfeld might be a good selling point. When I had cable, that was just one of those shows I would have on in the background all the time. Yes. But I don't think I would go out of my way to get a streaming service yeah, to watch I could see it. Because then I would actually feel committed to watching it. This is my thing with all the. We talked a couple weeks ago about like the balkanization of streaming services. Yeah. And like, I. That's my thing is like, like Criminal Minds is a great example of like, I just needed a show to watch. And Criminal Minds is an hour-long procedural that there's, like, 14 seasons of that mm. I've never seen. So I was like, great, I have thousands of hours of viewing, you know. That's to why like I watch, like, any sort of redecorating or real estate show yeah. on Netflix. Because I can just have it on in the background, uh-huh. and they're all the same format. Yes. Um, but, like, 
that's a show that I watched because it was on Netflix already and I have Netflix. But mm-hmm. like if if it comes to the point where it's like you have to buy like four different streaming services, it's like I don't know what I want to watch. Well, I'd it'll like be the same sort of monopolizing that happens every time where like they'll start to buy each other and yeah, eat each other. Yeah, they have to bundle. They're going to have to bundle. bundle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, any other recommendations? Uh, no, I haven't been doing a lot because the past couple of weeks, like I've been working two jobs and doing this like interview process yeah. for my new job. So yeah. I've had no time. Right. Sure. Uh, what do you listen to? You got headphones on. Podcast. Sure. Same old, same old. You are not allowed to talk about other podcasts. On uh, the show. Yeah, absolutely. So I've made that. Very Actually, clear. I, it's f- I like I'm so bad at like consuming media. Like literally last night and this morning, I just re-listened to an old miniseries podcast that I've already heard. Really? Like, oh, I can't re-listen. I re-listened to the the Dropout podcast about Elizabeth Holmes. Okay. I just like re-listened to it. I recommended uh, Gladiator to a bunch of people who have just started to listen to it uh-huh. and are freaking out about how good it is. Gladiator is a podcast. Uh, yeah, it's about uh, Aaron Hernandez. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I want to see. I want to listen to that. And about the traumatic brain injuries in general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's there's really a, really good. There's a couple podcasts I need to get around to. There was one, I think it's called like the Fall of Rome or the Rome podcast or something like that. But it's supposed to be really good about just like a very deep dive into like the history of Rome and, oh, and stuff okay. like that. Are there eerie parallels? I hope not. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. It's like that Nixon Watergate right. podcast <laughs> where it's like, oh, it's happening again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, that's enough for recommendations. If you have any recommendations, hashtag light trees and pod, let us know. And on that note, Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. So I actually wanted to talk about this in the pop culture section, but I think it can bleed over into, sorry, bad wording. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It can segue into the bad news section. Uh, uh, Did you see this commercial, the Sandy Hook initiative? Oh, I heard about it. I didn't see it. Okay, so it it starts like a target. I don't know why I'm using this light, jovial tone because it's a very (laughs) heavy (laughs) PSA, but it starts... Like, you think you're watching a Target back to school uh-huh. commercial where it's right. like, my mom got me this backpack. Right, right. And then all of a sudden, kids start running. And then you see a kid, like, using a sweater to, like, tie a door oh shut. God. And then one kid standing with scissors getting ready to stab somebody. Uh-huh. And then it ends with a girl in the bathroom hiding, crying, texting her mom, I love you. And, of course, it's about gun violence in schools. Jesus. And, oh, I'm sorry, it's called the Sandy Hook Promise. Mm. Um, And it is a group that's trying to stop future gun massacres in the United States. But it's a really, really effective PSA. It, of course, went viral. Right. And But I wanted to talk about it because, holy shit, the fact that <laughs> it has to exist is uh-huh. insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really brutal. Did you see the uh, the um, the TikTok that was going around Twitter? Oh, my God. So <laughs> if you have not seen this, I, this is why I'm like the children will save us <laughs> because they're so good at this shit. So it's a TikTok video and it's a split screen and it's two... Uh, teenage boys yeah. listening to music and it's MIA's um, Paper Planes Paper Planes and it's the part all I want to do is boom 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 yeah. boom it's like gunfire and half of the screen it says uh, someone in the UK uh-huh. 
and then the other half is someone in the U.S. listening uh -huh. to this song. Yeah. And the U.K. kid, when it comes to the gunfire, doesn't move at all. <laughs> and when the the American boy, it takes out his headphones and looks He's around, like, what? What? thinking it's real gunfire. <laughs> and it's so effective, and yeah. it's brilliant in that way that like young people are really good at. Yeah, it's really um, good. It's like a 15-second <laughs> clip, and it's just <laughs> devastating. Uh -huh. But if you haven't seen it, go check it out because me describing it, it's very awkward because yes. it's a 100% visual thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, between climate change and the gun violence generation, I guess you would call them. <laughs> what, I, what a else? terrible name. I know. What else would you call <laughs> them? The the gun massacre prevention generation? <laughs> the, the people who are like, I don't want to die in school, basically. If anything, I hope they're uh, 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 spurred to action by their horrible name of a generation. A, your gun violence generation. Like you have uh, you have Gen X, you have the Millennials, yeah. <laughs> and you have the gun violence generation. I mean, here's the thing: gun violence in schools has been happening for a while, but now it's like in the white suburbs. Yes, and I feel like you and I got out of high school just in time to like miss most of it. Yeah, when I was in high school, their big uh, anti uh, <laughs> their big anti gun measure was they made us tuck in our shirts. Oh, really? <laughs> we started because Columbine happened, uh -huh. and. Uh, the high school I went to, a lot of people compared Columbine to because, like, socioeconomically, we're very similar, right, racially, right. all of that stuff. Yeah. Um. So we started to have lockdown drills my senior year. Oh, but wow. before that, we did nothing. We had none of that. They had our teachers do like they'll they they would come on the intercom and be like, uh, "Teachers, we need uh this report or something," and that was like a code to like lock your doors. Yeah. So they would like test that out, but that was it. They they never so told fun. the students. One time there was an actual bomb threat at our school, and they didn't tell us. Oh, they're like, um, folks, we're having a bomb drill, so please go to the stadium. And sure. we're like, okay. And then we sat in the stadium for three hours, and we were like, what is happening? Wow, <laughs> why would they keep you in the school? That's wild. Yeah, I don't know. Usually, what they had us do is they would rush everybody out into like a field. I mean, like, this is the equivalent of that guy. I mean, they just had us move to, like, the football stadium so they mm. could keep us contained. But it was, sure. like, far enough away from the actual building. Sure. Because it was, like, a little walk down a hill. And then, yeah. I mean, yeah. Man. Shit is wild. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, like, that was, I mean, there was no, like, obviously, I was in high school, like, post-Columbine. Mm -hmm. uh, when did Columbine happen? 99? Yeah. Okay, so I wasn't quite a senior. Because I started high school. So I was a junior? I was class of 2001. Yeah, I was, yeah. So I started high school in 2000. Because okay. I graduated in 2004. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the same. Shut boat. up. Uh, <laughs> but like, so I was in high school post Columbine. And mm. like, but there was like, I don't know. It was just like, there was none of that. Like, we didn't have metal detectors. Like I said, they barely had any sort of like security. You from Alabama. majority white? school uh i believe so i don't know though socioeconomic uh, bracket no, pretty well not poor i don't know the town i'm from is not uh, not that affluent and it wasn't a suburb of anything it was maybe just that's why maybe they're like a bunch of poor kids. yeah probably yeah, yeah. it's just it was just a small like rural town it wasn't like uh, we weren't like a suburb of a major city or anything sure um i was gonna say something else about this and then i forget i do think i will say i has there been any backlash to this commercial? I don't think so. Because I think sometimes, like, commercials like this, I think there's, like, sometimes a knee-jerk reaction where people think, like, the violent imagery is bad, like, just to have out there in general. It is, like, like tastefully done. Right. The only blood in it is a kid who's, like, got blood coming down his leg and oh, a okay, girl's making okay. a tourniquet. 
Yeah, I because I you I don't see kids get shot or anything. right, right. I think I think yeah. I, sometimes I think there's a backlash to stuff like this because they're like, oh, you shouldn't have the violent imagery or like that because it's traumatizing or whatever. But I think I think it's effective. I also think the name Sandy Hook shuts down a lot of that yes, because yeah. it, it was the worst thing that could have happened, uh-huh. and a lot of people were like, surely now they'll do something right, because right. a bunch of babies just got killed, and then they didn't. But I still think it it's powerful. Like mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. people who normally would be like, "Here come the people who want to take away our guns." It's like, right. "Well, my kid died." Right. Uh, they're sort of like, "Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> we don't have to fight about <laughs> uh-huh, it in public." Because yeah. uh, I think even people who are gun enthusiasts, I think know that went beyond the pale. Yes. I even think they know yeah. where they were like, "That was really bad. Uh-huh. That was very bad that that yeah, happened." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. You remember when a bunch of Republicans made fun of Obama for crying when a bunch of <laughs> babies got killed? That was cool. Uh, okay. Also in bad news, let's talk about uh, the whistleblower who came forward about Trump. And This is the craziest this is story. Wild. <laughs> remember how every time we talk about a story like this, I'm like, it can't get crazier? And then it does? The, oh, I will say, before we get, just get into yeah. it, I will say... This is the first story in the Trump administration that I've come out where several conservative commenters I've seen have been like, if this is real, it's impeachable. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Even they were like, if this comes out, if this is checked out and it's real, it's absolutely impeachable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So apparently what happened was the reports emerged. uh, A whistleblower came forward accusing Trump of urging the leader of Ukraine, uh, Zelensky, to investigate Joe Biden's son yes. during a phone conversation this summer. So that's the allegation that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a whistleblower in the intelligence community. Yeah. So that's um, treason. <laughs> well, the analysis that I've seen on it is that part of the big deal with the investigation on this is going to be that if so, if Trump just goes to the Ukrainian government and says, "I would like you to investigate Hunter Biden," that's not necessarily illegal. It's bad, but I thought if you asked of any favor of a foreign leader, if you offer them something in return, in return. So the the but the, it's the, the, yeah, where it gets tricky is like it's implied that if you do a favor for the president of the United States, you will get something in return. I believe. I mean, none of this has been confirmed because there's all the investigations all internal right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. The allegation, from what I've read, is that he offered he offered them funding. He offered them foreign aid if they do it. My dad's saying yes, <laughs> yes, he did. So uh, that, that's the allegation. Which, if that is true, now if he just in a, if he doesn't offer them anything and he's just like, hey, like leader to leader, I want you to investigate Hunter Biden. That's not on its face illegal. It's very bad. It would be cause yeah, he has for to like, actually overtly offer him. Yes, sometimes. but if he offers it, but so the allegation is that he was like, "We have this package of foreign aid that we will give you if you investigate Hunter Biden." So I guess, yeah, where we get into trouble with this stuff is how does this whistleblower know this? Is it just like chatter in the intelligence community, right. or do they have a fucking recording of it? <sighs> Because that, I feel like at this point you need a recording of the conversation for anything to happen. Or you need somebody in the Ukrainian you government. D- even having a whistleblower who's like, I know this as an intelligence expert, right. this occurred, isn't enough. You would need the Ukrainian government to all corroborate. Which they fucking it. won't. Yeah, I, they probably won't. Yeah. But but a bit, that's what I'm saying. Like in lieu of a recording, you would need like 
you would need like a whistleblower in the United States government to be like, I heard this happen. And then the Ukrainian government officially be like, yeah, yeah. Right. Happened. Um, Can we also talk about the fact that Hunter Biden was a board member of a Ukrainian energy company? Yeah. Well, this is a big deal because like this, this happened. This is a big story that came out that I believe was reported on by the Times. And. There, I mean, there is shady stuff going on with Hunter Biden. Like, it's not like a random thing. Like, I mean, all of them. All Hunter of them. Biden also, I believe, was like a drug. Like, he was like pharma he, guy. No, no, no. Like, he oh, was he like just. Oh, he yeah. was like a drug addict. Oh, he was like <laughs> yeah, his sure. life was like going bad, and then he kind of pulled himself around. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Didn't he have He's an like affair? A meth guy or something? But yeah. then he had an affair with like. Oh, he didn't have an affair. He did. He he his married his dead brother's wife oh, that's the story <laughs> oh my god that's right that i knew something insane happened yeah yeah, yeah. uh oh, but like the biden's there's Jesus. just so much weird stuff with that and then like yeah he was like having problems with drugs and then he like turned his life around good for him uh but yeah. then like while there's like all this weird stuff where like while biden was vice president like there's recorded trips where like he went to the Ukraine and like Hunter, who was not a government official, was just with him. And then like after the trip was just Which like, by the way, we criticize Trump's for all yeah, the time. Of course. Like why the fuck is Ivanka <laughs> in the room with Trump? Right. And then like Hunter just went on the plane with him and then like mysteriously after their trip, Hunter was like on the board of a Ukrainian Suddenly energy company. Suddenly on the board of a Ukrainian <laughs> energy yeah. company. What is happening? Like making like millions of dollars. It's just like what like yeah, I mean there's clearly like a bunch of shady stuff that went on with Hunter Biden. And so that all came out, I think, in the Times. So, I've, like, this is all, like, well-known stuff now because it's been reported on. Yeah. So Trump is trying to get the Ukrainian government to to uh, investigate him. Which, super shady, quasi-illegal. <laughs> but when you see it in the full context of everything, it's like, is it any more shady than anything else that's happening no. right now? <laughs> no. Absolutely not, not. I mean, not to say that he shouldn't be impeached. Obviously, he should be impeached. Right, he should have right. been impeached, like, four impeachable offenses ago. Yeah. Uh, but Pelosi won't fucking do it. But if if it does, like, I'm sure, like, there's <laughs> just a shit ton of stuff going on behind the scenes now. But, yeah, if this gets corroborated in any way that he was, like, either withholding aid or offering them more aid in, a, in like, in lieu of an uh, investigation on Hunter Biden, like, even Republicans, uh, ha- like, that's clearly illegal. Yeah. Like, Who do you think was in the room when he d- was doing it, when he was on the phone? <laughs> oh, God. Who knows? Probably fucking... Jared Kushner. Kushner. Kushner was definitely there. <laughs> Kushner was like, do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, give so them money. Give them Off of their money. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Justin Trudeau in blackface oh for the third time, baby, that uh, we know of. That we know of. The third photo. <laughs> so this means he gets all in blackface or in brownface, and then he's like, who has a camera? Who has a camera? This story is so funny to me because of his apology. Because he. <laughs> Look at the photo. <laughs> yeah yikes yeah. yikes big yikes that's a big yikes for me um he <laughs> his apology to this was the funniest thing i've ever heard because he f- he started off by doing a very good apology <laughs> which was like he came out and was like look i didn't know it was bad at the time but it clearly was he owned it he was like he said I- obviously i regret that i did it i'm really sorry i did it i take responsibility for my decision to do that i should have known better i didn't know it was racist at the time yeah okay so first off let's just point out he's the only person that's been in a scandal like this that said i'm sorry it <laughs> like, also wasn't that long ago yeah it was like 2001 or something yeah like that. yeah so it wasn't like blackface was bad <laughs> in 2001 <laughs> but like but then in either in the same interview or in a follow-up interview he, he just said look you know this about me 
Uh, I'm just a little too enthusiastic about costumes. <laughs> <laughs> I just love costuming, and uh, it really takes me away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. But why is it so hard for white people not to do blackface? <laughs> I don't understand this at all. Just don't do blackface. What are you doing? Every time one of these stories... And then they always get caught, and they get yeah. in trouble, and then they're sorry because they got caught. Every time one of these stories comes out, they're like, why is everybody dressing in blackface? What is this? <laughs> what are you like, getting what? out of it? It's not fun. It's just weird, and it makes people uncomfortable. It's or like, yeah, they're always like, I didn't know it was bad. It's like, I mean, I was... I was a kid. I like dressed up for Halloween. I never thought to put black paint on my face. Yeah, like, I definitely, when I was a kid, had like questionable costumes. Like I was Cleopatra one year. Mm-hmm. Not great. No. Uh, although people have weird conversations about what race she actually yeah. was. But I did do blackface with it. <laughs> right. Or yeah. Brown face. Exactly. Yeah. I'm pretty. Yeah. Like if I if I dressed up as like Michael Jackson as a kid, I would have just like put on a red leather jacket or something. Not like I wouldn't full have like blackface. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like it's, it's just like an extra layer. of You're getting like a weird something out of this, it's and it, it's that you're racist. Yeah. Like you're making fun of black people. That's what weirds me out about blackface is when people are like oh, I didn't know it was racist. It's like. If at any point in my life I had seen myself like smearing black paint on my face, I would have been like, this is weird. It takes so long, too. <laughs> like, you have so long to realize that you're making a mistake. Yeah. It takes like, like probably an hour. You have to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Like, t- at some point, you're like, this is, seems weird. It seems I weird. I don't know seems why. Like I should not do this. And if I do it, I should definitely not have photographic evidence of it <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Uh-huh. Justin Trudeau, you're a big fucking dummy. Yeah, I just and I mean like, also of course it's like red meat for conservatives because this is a guy who's just like holier yeah. than thou progressive. Yeah, this is th- I mean this is their white whale. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this is, I just I would love to be in like uh like some sort of like conservative newsroom when the story came out. I mean this is like they're like the one. This yeah. is the one there. Like, he also does not have a great track record with indigenous peoples. Yes. Uh, well, so this is like an extra right tick mark against him guys that's enough of the bad news let's get to the good here's your good news okay Let's talk about these climate actions that happened all over the world on Friday. Yeah, big day. Big day. Millions of people, uh, many of them young people, flooded the streets of cities around the world to demand political leaders take urgent steps to stop climate change. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest events centered around 16-year-old Swedish activist Greta Thunberg, Mm -hmm. who is an incredible activist. Uh, Did you see that meme of her, her in first the early her, her early first school strike her yeah, first yeah, strike it's yeah. just her with a sign uh-huh. and then cut to friday where mm-hmm. there's tens of thousands of people out to see her speak hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands yeah. uh but that's like that's what can happen in a year oh yeah you know absolutely uh and she's incredibly brave um very articulate intelligent mm-hmm. activist uh but i think she's she's very very important to the movement yeah she's doing a lot of great work yeah 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 uh, uh the 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 climate strike was funny because uh, just personally, because my mom does the thing she loves to do, which is that she just sends me any news story from New York and just goes, is this near you? Are you there? <laughs> I mean, actually, <laughs> that kind of was near you because it was everywhere. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's the one time that you could have been like, yeah, yeah it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Of course, like counting 
events like this is always tricky business and you see a wide range of numbers yeah like there were reports that were like thousands of people and it was like okay like hundreds of thousands <laughs> yeah, yeah two yeah. millions of people yes well, uh, it was a huge it was action in a ton of cities too it wasn't just like a new york thing yes it was, it was happening in a ton of cities like a lot of cities had huge turnouts yeah i f- i have mixed feelings about stuff like this because at this point i feel like we are beyond the need to raise awareness about stuff mm-hmm. And we need meaningful direct action. Yes. But having said that, I think Greta's really important. And right. it's really important to see her and to see a young person be like, this is the thing that we should prioritize. Mm-hmm. Anything else is secondary right. to this. Because yeah, yeah, if we don't have course. a planet, nothing matters. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it was a great movement. It cannot just be that. Yeah. It can't just be that we all come out for a day and and stand around and listen to Greta talk. Uh-huh. And I don't think she wants that. <laughs> I think she no, was like, yeah, she I'm here to, to like inspire you to do more. Well, my favorite thing that Greta did was uh, she went and testified in front of Congress. Yeah. And she was just like, uh, I will not be making any remarks. My test- I'm submitting as my testimony the IPCC report about climate change. <laughs> I, I we know. <laughs> that's the thing. We know what's up. Uh-huh, yeah. We don't need to keep talking about this. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there are people who are denying it's real. These are unserious people that we shouldn't listen to anymore. Right. We should move beyond them. And we should burn down Exxon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. At this point, we need to just, like, start smashing pipelines. Yeah, yeah. Because we're out of time. Right. Um, Did you see the picture of the three punk goth kids at the club? My heart. (laughs) Do you want to describe it? It's just like three young dudes wearing all black with like patches, like clearly like three like punk kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of them has a sign that says, I want to die, but the planet doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like perfect teenage angst. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it so so much. But yeah, like I say this in an affectionate way and not in a way to like pass the responsibility, which I feel like um, older generations did to us. But they give me so much hope because they're so smart and they're so internet savvy and they get it. They get that this is like the biggest crisis we're facing. Well, here's the thing about youth movements is like the problem, I think the reason why younger generations are taking the lead on this is because especially because the climate whatever you want to call it the movement the debate i I mean the 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 required action it affects people's way of life and as you get older when you get sort of like entrenched in like your like your way of living in your life it's a lot harder for people to imagine changing that yeah so you see a lot of people who may be sympathetic to, you know, climate change or, or you know, the arguments and, and stuff like that. But they're like, yeah, but I don't want to give up, like, my air conditioning. I don't want to stop eating meat. I don't want to, like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but even beyond that, uh, this is another issue I have with a strike happening on a Friday morning into afternoon. Uh-huh. This was a, a an event that only privileged people could go to. Yes. So people have to work. Right. If you have kids, you can't go to shit like this. Yeah. So whatever movement this turns into, it needs to be accessible to everybody. So right. we need to understand that there are people who cannot take the afternoon off to go to work. They right. just can't. Right, right, right. So how can they participate in the movement? Yeah, well, I'm hoping is that people realize, like, very similar to, like, the, what the Parkland kids have done mm-hmm. is, like, I, ho- I think a, the young generation of activists knows that like marching is not activism right 
it's to spread awareness so that you can do activism. But there comes a point where it's like, we're all aware. We don't yeah. need to spread awareness right. that people are dying in gun violence. Right. We get so, that. So, yeah, just constantly, like, staging protests and marches is like, that's not, that's an awareness building, but that's not the activism. And well, so that's, that's why Occupy was different, because it was right. like, we're not leaving. Right. Now we're not exactly. leaving, yeah. and we're going to inconvenience you. Or like the Hong Kong protesters. We're yeah, going to exactly. shut down the airport. Right, right, right. And yeah. then it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, so I think, because that's what was great to me about the Parkland kids, because they had that one march, but then it was like, they weren't just constantly doing like media it was like they're doing real work right they're in congress they're like yes. they're lobbying people like and they're doing, they're doing real this action. because they're like we will die if we yeah. don't do this right. or if we don't die people like us yeah. our generation will die mm-hmm. yeah. uh and it is life or death for them and they get that like whether it's gun violence whether it's climate change they're like we're the generation who's going to get the brunt of this yeah so we ha- we're fighting for our survival and that really obviously motivates people yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, also in good news, I realized we didn't have an update. Uh, Shane Gillis is out at SNL. Woo. So what ride? <laughs> what a ride! What a maybe. what a fun couple Wild days that was. <laughs> few days, yeah. So especially being like <laughs> around <laughs> the New York comedy community, it was like this is crazy. Insane. And like knowing people who had screen tested uh-huh. for SNL, who yeah. basically saw Shane get their spot. Uh-huh. <laughs> what what turmoil they must yeah. be in. So. Eric and I are on an indie team called Trash, Mm -hmm. and we had a show, and as we were forming the lineup for this month's show, Mm. what ended up happening, and that we consciously cultivated, was that we had an all-Asian lineup, Asian-American lineup, and... This was before Shane Gillis <laughs> happened. <laughs> so our whole show looked like a response to yes. Shane Gillis being cast on SNL. Mm-hmm. One of the improv groups introduced themselves as We Are Shane Gillis, yeah. which was very funny. Very uh, but I just thought that was a wild coincidence uh-huh. that yeah. that happened yeah. this month. Very, yeah. Just had to mention it. So, yeah, Shane Gillis uh, is out at SNL. People in the know have said that the reason he was ultimately fired was SNL went to him and basically said, your first apology was shit. You have to apologize in a heartfelt way. And he refused. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. You just gave up SNL. (laughs) Yeah. You fucking idiot. Yeah. And also, like, (laughs) and also there was a a report coming out that the reason he was hired is because Lauren was trying to appeal to conservative viewers. Red State Appeal. That's Which is also it. must feel good that, you know, uh, I, I hope it feels good for conservatives that the way people appeal to them is just by being racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hmm, we need to reach more conservative viewers. What can we do? Let's get a racist guy. Yeah. I Also, I don't know why SNL thinks conservatives are ever going to watch SNL. No. They're never going to watch a show. No. Also, at this point, you don't. You're an institution. It's like The Simpsons. Yeah. Nobody's going to cancel you. You have to decide to go off the air at this point. Oh, yeah. You're an institution. Yeah. Um, They've weathered lots of terrible seasons and are still on the air. Around. Yeah, because yeah. they were like, well, who are we going to put in this spot? Yeah. SNL has its ups and downs. They'll come back eventually. Yeah, it's, like, it's like late night shows. Yeah. It's like those shows are not going anywhere. They'll change hosts. They'll change stuff. But it's like those shows are not going anywhere. Yeah, I am very interested in the behind the scenes of SNL. Yeah. Because there's it feels like there's two schools of thought right now, which is the head writers, Michael Che and Colin Jost. Yeah. S- come from like a more stand-up fratty world. Right, right. And then you have Anna Dresden, Bowen Yang and Julio Torres. Yeah. Who are patently different. Yeah, it's like this weird like internal split. And also like there's a the, those Oh, and Suni, Suni. Right. And there's yeah. a, that's also a weird split too where it's like 
you have like the stand-up comedians versus like the sketch comedians. And the sketch people are like UCB people who yeah. tend to be more woke. Right. And it's a sketch show. Yeah. It's just like hire sketch people to do a sketch show. I, I do not get that. Stand-ups have never done well. Never. I mean, I guess Che and Jost have this like weird thing they have going. But they're not good in sketches. No, you can't use them in sketches. They in fact, r- I, I wrote, I had a, a teacher at UCB who was an SNL writer. Mm-hmm. Was it an SNL writer while they were teaching us? Yeah. And I wrote a sketch that required Michael Che uh-huh. and Colin Jost to be in it. Right. And they basically were like, don't ever put them in a sketch. Yeah. They're terrible in sketches. I mean, that's, that's, that's Pete Davidson's whole thing is that he can't act. Yeah. Like, yeah it's like, that's his whole deal. It's like, they hired him. He was like a funny stand-up and he's got some oh. decent bits. But like, He's terrible in sketches. So did you hear the conspiracy theory that the reason they wanted Shane Gillis is they had seen the podcast and they knew what was up, but they sort of made the Pete Davidson calculation of Pete Davidson was like, whatever, until he started dating Ariana Grande. Right. Then they broke up and they started using him more because people were like watching. Right. There's a conspiracy theory that they knew he, Shane would be very controversial. Right, right. And if they were hoping people would see. tune in, especially yeah. with Bowen. Right. Which is so fucked up. Yeah. I hope that's not true because that's like so mean to Bowen. Yeah. Why would you put somebody in a working environment <laughs> like that? Yeah. You know, especially <laughs> when everybody loves Bowen at SNL already because he's yeah. been a writer. Yeah, he's been a writer. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that would be very sad. To that would that be, I hope that's not true. That seems like evil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like, yeah, I just don't know what they were thinking. I mean, it's just like, I mean, I get it. It's like, I think the best case scenarios that they saw, because his stand, I've seen clips of his stand-up, and his stand-up is not as bad as his podcast. He's banned from stand-up clubs, though. Yeah. All they would have to do is talk. To, there are comics who refuse to work with really? him. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no, like, he's famously banned from a couple clubs. I didn't know that, yeah. Because yeah. I saw s- clips of, like, but it was, like, a Comedy Central special, so obviously, like, there's not going to be anything crazy offensive in that. Yeah, you can't get it past So, that. like, some of his stand-up is, like, all right, this is just, like, uh, he's, like, a white boy, like, yeah. you know, white trash dude, like, doing comedy or whatever. It might, I mean, the best case scenario is that they just saw that and, like, did no further vetting whatsoever. That's what I think. I just don't think they vetted that yeah. deeply because shit is crazy at SNL and it moves really fast yeah, and yeah. they can't do that, you know? Yeah, I mean... Also, maybe some stand-ups who work on SNL vouched for him. Yeah, I mean, possibly. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I, you know, I just, like... Yeah, there's just this weird internal split and I just don't know what they think is going to happen. Like, I, did, I just... I would love to know, not necessarily the vetting process, I would love to know what they thought was going to happen when they hired him. I truly think they were like Red State Appeal. Yeah. More conservatives will watch. Because they just want to up their numbers. So they're like, okay, how can we do that? Well, we have a lot of liberals on this show. A yeah. lot of liberals watch the show. Right. So let's get like a conservative guy. Yeah. Because I feel Michael Che do that sometimes in his sketches. My favorite sketch ever on SNL is yeah. the Tom Hanks on Jeopardy. The Black Jeopardy. The Black Jeopardy. Yeah. And that feels like, I personally like sketches like that, that sort of push the boundary of like what you would expect to see in a sketch like yeah. that. Um, and sort of subvert expectations. I did hear. I that don't like clapter shit. I don't like just right. catering to progressives because yeah, it's not fucking funny. I did hear about a. I haven't seen. I haven't looked it up, but I was. I was listening to something they were describing like a video that Shane had done because mm. he had done like some online like sketches or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, like, and he had done like an online video that I think he m- 
used as like a bit or a character for his audition for SNL, which is like a fireman that saves a bunch of people from a burning building. And then like during like the news is interviewing him afterwards and they like find like old like MAGA tweets that he did. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's funny. That's a funny premise, you know? Uh, And I think that was probably like, they probably didn't listen to his podcast and stuff. They probably just saw that. If you just saw something like that, you would be like, oh, that's a smart premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get that. I think that's probably, I mean, it seems like that's probably what happened is that they didn't do a lot of background. They just had seen his comedy. Somebody vouched for him. They saw his audition. He did stuff like that. And then it was like after, I mean, you know, they just probably just kept going with it. And we're like, all right, like whatever, you know. Yes. So let's end things uh, by talking about Elizabeth Warren. Um, okay. According to the latest Iowa poll, she is soaring. Wow. And I think she tied with Biden. I just saw a recent poll this morning that had her above Biden in Iowa. Oh boy. Yeah, I think there's a real possibility that Biden doesn't win any of the, like the first. Three or four primaries, which could be really damaging for him. Because the first is like Iowa, New Hampshire. Yeah, can you recover from that? You'd have to have a really strong. I think that would be lead. insane. I think if he lost Iowa yeah. and then lost primaries after that and became the Democratic nominee, like you'd that's, have a, to, that's my nightmare scenario. You'd have to have an insanely big national lead. Which I think he might because of the brand recognition shit. But I think it will be disastrous because I legitimately think he does not have enough support. Yeah, I I don't think so. I think a lot of his support is not for him. It's for people who just want to get somebody to beat Trump. And I think after if you have one candidate, be it Warren or Sanders or somebody that wins three or four in a row... At the very beginning, like if somebody, if one candidate, now if they split the primaries at the beginning, then it's going to be weird. Yeah. Because if like Warren wins Iowa and then Sanders wins New Hampshire and then Biden wins South Carolina, then it's just going to be a free for all. But if you have like one candidate, like if Warren goes in and wins Iowa, New Hampshire and South Carolina, you're going to see a lot of those people just be like, look, I'll just vote for whoever. Who can beat him. Who can beat him. So if if somebody has the, the uh, like the appearance of having like support like a surge and support i think they'll get a lot of like a lot of democratic voters that are just like not ideologically tied to any candidate or just like i just want someone to win so my fear is that split that you're talking about yeah Yeah. then it's biden then there's a lack of enthusiasm then we get trump a second time yeah yeah i think that's right i think i just biden is just like falling apart he's just like physically and mentally falling apart and it was so easily predictable that he would be a disaster because he's always been a disaster but now he's like at an age where the disaster aspect is just magnified i mean talk about you know we always talk about like (laughs) like white guys failing up yeah joe biden is that classic example i mean every if you look back at his presidential runs in the past he's been an absolute disaster he quit the 88 uh uh presidential primary because he got caught plagiarizing speeches oh, uh, and he constantly lies about being at civil rights yeah. marches and stuff that he was not at he said a bunch of racist stuff about indians and in 7-11 did you see like, him field the question about like gender equality <laughs> and it was uh, a lady asking the question he called her sweetheart oh, it's just like, it's just this is his body like his, his his body just doesn't work <laughs> like he's just gotta like 
And it, like that last debate, it was just when like his dentures were falling out. And his stuff. dentures yeah. falling out. There were a couple questions where he just starts saying nonsense, like about. Yeah, I I think there's a way to talk about this without being ageist, which is just: Do we always have to be ruled by a fossil? Mm-hmm. Like, why is everybody so old? I'm, I'm not. Yeah, because like even like Warren, who's very spry, yes. she's an older lady. You older, know, older yeah. lady. I I think like. I mean, my deal, uh, yeah, like not to be like ages. My deal with him is not that he's old. I it really feels like he's being propped up by a community, like us, like a, a an apparatus around him when he does not want to be there. You don't think Biden wants to be there? I think he. I think Biden thinks he deserves to be there. I get a different vibe from him. Not that he deserves to be. I think he feels obligated to be there. Okay. I, I think that. he's. I think he. Because he didn't run in 2016 because he was, like, still dealing with the death of his son and, and you know, stuff like that. I so is it, like, Christ complex where he's like, it has to be me? I think so. I think he saw Trump and he's just like, yeah. I think he's sort of like, I need to, like, well, I've got to Well, I wish you could see there. that he's a fucking disaster because, yeah. like, he's the worst thing that could happen right now. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't know, like, what, like... Yeah, and then he's just like, and he's gone real hard now. I don't know who's advising him, but like, he's gone real hard, like in the like, I'm a, I'm a moderate. Like, we don't need Medicare for all. You know, like he's gone real hard that direction to yeah, separate himself which is from like Sanders the worst and Warren. Message at the worst time, yeah. where it's like, why do you think Trump's president? Yeah. Because he presented himself as a radical outsider, yeah. and the closest thing we have to that now mm-hmm. it could be more radical in my my yeah sure my view sure but warren yeah uh warren and and sanders obviously yeah yeah um are the ones who are like medicare for all yeah like we we need it now yeah um guys we're over time please follow eric on twitter at e-r-e-k underscore smith Do follow it. me at allison kilkenny like light trees and news on twitter facebook follow us on instagram if you had any thoughts about today's episode, hashtag light trees and pod. Tell your friends about the show. Thanks for all the support. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs> <laughs>